So if you pivot your way of thinking, you shift your, 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 your mindset on that, look at your website and go, all right, are we communicating in a way that speaks to the needs of our consumer that is talking directly to them, what they need, what they want, and how are we positioning ourselves the, in the best way amongst our competitors to show that we're there to, to solve, to serve them uh, more so than others. Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals. And today is no different. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast I am your host, a very stuffy, congested host today, Steve Cook, and my guest is a man by the name of Parker Nash. He is an 11-year veteran of a small company you might have heard from, Nike, where he grew lines of businesses to more than half a billion in annual revenue. While at Nike, Parker realized the process that they used to build their brand was something that any and all businesses could do, which inspired him to build his own copywriting and marketing agency that helps small to mid-sized businesses attract devoted customers. He was trained by a man named Donald Miller, who's a best-selling author and marketing icon, as a story brand marketing guide. While leveraging strategies learned at Nike, he has helped startups, service-based businesses, e-commerce brands, financial advisors, and businesses from all backgrounds develop winning brands. So Parker is with us today. We are talking about how to grow your online sales, your online presence, and the best way to do that. So with the focus and his background from Nike, we wanted to focus on maybe a fashion brand and and, and somebody that wants to grow their e-commerce presence specifically. Parker, first and foremost, thank you for being on the show. You bet, Steve. Good to see you. So with the topic at hand today, let's start with the most broad question, Parker. <laughs> How would you explode your website? How would you grow an e-commerce brand, a fashion brand to be as big as Nike? <laughs> well, <laughs> as big as Nike. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not too many companies can do we that. Need that. We need that answer in less than one minute. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might take a little bit of time to do that, but uh, I mean, gosh, there's there's just so much you can get into here. But um, you know, I, well, Steve, let me let me ask you this: Are we in this hypothetical situation? Are we talking about uh, a company that's or a fashion brand that's at zero dollars, or that's uh, got some traction and going? I guess maybe that's my question. Yeah, so I think you know the majority of people listening to this might have their business already started, or they already have kind of a concept for their business. And you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I know at least for me, let's say about seven, eight years ago, I thought that once I built my website, yeah. I was going to click it, and I literally thought, Parker, <laughs> I would walk in the next morning, and I was like going to be overwhelmed yeah. at how many orders I had. Right. Um, I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs think. What would you say to that person? Yeah. How do you how do you grow your website sales? Right. So yeah, let's let's dig into that. So first off. Uh, if you build it, they will come is, is false. <laughs> That's yep. not going to happen. Sorry, field of dreams. Yeah. Sorry, field of dreams. It, it ain't going to happen. So, uh, you know, I think, and in, in, in many ways, there's so many different things you can do, but, 
um, let, let's say this first. I mean, obviously, if you, you got some traction, you got a business going, let's first still just look at um, one of the most important things that any business and brand, regardless of industry, should be doing, which is obsessing your consumer, right? That's one of the things, having worked at Nike for so long, that I really learned so much is it was nonstop. Well, what does the consumer think? What does our consumer want? What do they need? What's the problems they have? So first, look at that before you even jump to the website and try and explode your sales. Are you breathing day in, day out what your consumer, your customers need from you? How are you creating product that's going to solve those needs? And how are you just obsessing them in, in their life? I mean, we did that so much at Nike. It became kind of ad nauseum that we would be going, well, what does the consumer think? So first off, really getting really shoot super sharp on who do you want to serve? What do they need and how you can help them? From there, I would figure that, um, you know, when it comes to your website, you got to translate that obsession you have for your consumer to your website. Let's look at your website. And this is even before we're going to start trying to promote yourself or anything like that. Are you talking about your brand? Or are you talking about your consumers? I find that a lot of companies and brands try to talk about themselves and not about their consumers. Yeah. It, it, you go to the homepage. Welcome to our site. This is what we're about. This is what we do. This is what we sell. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a very common misconception. And I was guilty of that yeah. um, for, for years. Yeah. And this is, you know, I don't mean this to sound harsh or anything. It's just a reality, but it's a good thing. But you know, your customers don't care about your brand, your company. They only care about how your brand or your company can help them. So if you pivot your way of thinking, you shift your, 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 your mindset on that, look at your website and go, all right, are we communicating in a way that speaks to the needs of our consumer that is talking directly to them, what they need, what they want, and how are we positioning ourselves the, in the best way amongst our competitors to show that we're there to, to solve, to serve them uh, more so than others. So I think that's, you know, messaging first and foremost is just so incredibly important. And then depending on the kind of brand you have, if this is fashion or let's say it's, you know, something more, it's like technical apparel or something like that too. I see this across all industries as well, which is the way they talk about their product then becomes feature driven and not benefit driven. And that's, mm. that's because people are assuming everybody, their customers and consumers know as much as they do. But Say they, that again, slowly, Parker. Yeah. They so focus on, you can focus on what now? Most companies focus on the features the features of their products and not the benefits. It should be the other way around. You should be focusing okay, on Okay, so that. if you're if you're selling a shoe, let's take Nike for yeah. instance. Um, I'm selling shoes. Yep. Instead of focusing on these are high tops, so you you know, yeah, these are high tops, on, these instead are instead of focusing on the, the material or the foam that was used in the in the insole and all that kind of stuff, you need to be talking about what will that foam that's put in the insole do for your performance as a runner or as an athlete, right? How's it going to make correlate you... that to your customer that you've already identified? Yeah, exactly. So like, how's that going to make you, um, run faster, run longer, uh, reduce injuries? Like, Hey, it's important to say we have this new foam in our shoe so that we can, so that you can perform this way. Right. What does that so, mean to me? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think a lot of companies and brands, they just assume there's, they're so ingrained in their, their business and their product that they really forget that not everybody knows as much as they do about their products, their business, right? 
Yeah. So really look at that and go, hey, am I, would someone that knows little to none about my business understand what I'm talking about? Can they picture the problems I'm solving for them with this product? Can they picture how, uh, what, what kind of result my product's going to produce for them? And, and use really simple language. Just that's like a, a bare minimum what you got to do in terms of communicating your purpose, your product to your customers. If you can do that, then you at least have the foundation to go, all right, uh, you know, we're, <laughs> but when you start getting traffic to your site, you can at least have people, they're hooked. They're going to be hooked by that because they're going, oh, this is guys, this brand, this company is talking directly to me and the problems that I have. And I can see how they can solve that for me. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let's say someone is um, in the process now of getting their website actually set up. I think that the majority of companies, and this is just my opinion, I don't have any studies that back this up or anything, but the businesses that we're talking about, maybe a boutique, maybe somebody that's trying to sell clothes online or something like that, that they struggle more with getting traffic to their website more than you know, my website saying the wrong things, right. right? So the things that you're talking about, of course, that's all great, but Hey, yep. only three people visited my website last month. Totally. So even if I change all this, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What would you change first as a marketing person? Would you try to grow that website first or would you try to change everything up on the website? What, where would you start? I would say the, and the reason I start with the messaging and getting clear on your consumer is if, if you don't do that, uh, first, bringing people to your website's not going to matter, right? Fix the leak in the boat first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's something that you shouldn't gloss over or hey, we need to get traffic. You can get tons of traffic to your site. You can, you'll, you'll pay for it probably, but it doesn't matter if it's just, it's not, it's not resonating with your, with your cut. If it doesn't generate sales. Right. But so I think depending on where you are in your business, you know, I think a lot of, brands would just immediately assume, all right, we need to go spend money on Facebook ads or Instagram ads or whatever paid ad platform it is. And while that is uh, certainly a strategy to deploy, I would say another one that you should really look at is collaborations and partnerships. What other kind of similar businesses that serve, what other kind of companies and brands and businesses that serve your customers with a non-competitive product or service, can you partner with to collaborate together to reach a broader uh, audience and also just the people that you really want to tap into? You know, that is like one of the fastest paths to more sales is if someone, if a brand or company has already done the hard work (laughs) of building an audience, how can you tap into that and make it mutually beneficial uh, for both of you all in order to collaborate on that. That's one of the easiest things you could do and quickly do that in order to serve and find new customers. And that's not gonna take a ton of money to do that. Probably gonna take a little bit more time and elbow grease, but it doesn't require you to start dropping thousands of dollars, if tens of thousands of dollars on ad spend. So I would say that- So you you helped me a thousand percent. This was my next question is once you dial in this website, if you, if you fix all the messaging, you fix all these things that we talked about, we're speaking to the consumer, not about ourselves. Now, how do I get more people to my website? You're saying one of the best ways that you can think of is to, um, target people that are selling similar, that are selling to similar customers, not necessarily the same product. And that's, that's in, 
don't get overwhelmed with Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Do you think that that is the best um, fit for the people that we're talking about today? I think it's, it's one really untapped and powerful strategy to use in addition to paid ads. And we would call these, we would call these people now, or I guess, let me clarify. Are you talking about like maybe a, what you would call an influencer or some sort of blogger or something like that? Or let's say I, I have a boutique and I'm selling clothes mm -hmm. and I would pair up with somebody that's selling cookware because we're selling to the same, you know, 30 to 50 year old female. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And it can be either one of those, right? If you go the influencer it, route, you're still going to pay for that, right? Because most influencers are going to say, cool, uh, you know, you're send gonna, me some clothes. Yeah. Send me some stuff or I'll, I'll, I'll pay me to send, do a post or whatever. And that might be a good strategy to deploy. But I feel like the second, the second one you're talking about there is a, is a really untapped resource, uh, to help you, to help you grow your business. And it's mutually beneficial for both brands, both, both businesses. So it's go and find those brands that have already established or have an audience that, you know, are serving the same consumers that you want to tap into and see how can we partner with these brands? Because I mean, for you, it's going to help you tap into your ideal customers for them. It's also going to help them. Other companies and brands are always looking to collaborate with other brands because it just helps you serve their customers even more so. And eventually it's going to give them some more notoriety, more reach as well too. And so I just think it's such your example of the, the fashion boutique plus the, you know, whether it's a cookware or whatever it is, is a great example. Find ways that you can partner together to help serve your consumers. They'll love you more for it. And I mean, that's what, you know, frankly, is a strategy that Nike does all the time at a much greater scale. Mm. It's called the collab, right? They yeah. get some uh, high-end designer or artist or athlete or other brand to come design a shoe or to come design a line of apparel for them or whatever it is, right? It's at a much greater scale, but that doesn't mean that a small business or a local business or a regional business can't do it. You just got to find the other businesses that are within your field to tap into as well. And it's a great so, strategy. So I'm all about practicality here, Parker. Um, tell me, tell me what that conversation actually looks like. Use whatever example you want and people can, you know, fit it to their specific industry, but say, let's stick on this uh, fashion um, yeah. example. Say I have a, a small boutique and I want to um, collaborate with somebody. So maybe that's a grocery store because sure. We have a similar female um, demographic. Maybe that's a um, like a kitchenware company yeah. or something like that. What does that conversation actually look like? You go to those people, you say, "Hey, shout me out on your Instagram." You say, "Hey, you know, put my clothes in your store." Yeah, like, what say, are, What are you yeah. actually saying? I would say really simply, just start with see if you can find if it's the owner of the business or whoever's kind of leading stuff with them, and just go you know, do your research, learn a little bit about them and say, Hey, it looks like we serve similar, similar customers, similar audiences. I'd love to connect and learn more about your business. That's like the first thing you can do, right? It's not, and it's not, you don't let's, want, let's romance them a little yeah, bit first. Time don't come out the gates going, hey, let me tap into your market so I can sell my stuff to you. Okay. You're going to get a big zero and a big no on that one. Right. But just find out first off, find out if in a conversation with them, do we feel like we actually do align and we're serving similar customers that could be beneficial here? Yeah, because they might say, "Hey, I'm serving a 50 year old yeah. male that cooks out," right? You know, and right. you're like, "Oh, so crap, don't just I assume." Yeah, don't just assume. I mean, do some research and make sure that's the case. Open that first conversation, 
And then from there, see what makes mo most sense. I mean, you just talking about this example, let's say we got the, the fashion boutique and um, you, you know, you see that there's a, a kitchen cook business that serves similar customers. Well, if you make your own clothes or, uh, you know, maybe you can create a little collaboration where you could go, all right, we know that we're serving, serving the similar audiences. I focus on apparel and fashion. Uh, what, why don't we make a, uh, limited run, um, limited edition, uh, kind of cool designed apron with your logo and my logo on it too. Right. That would be a perfect example of a collaboration between two brands. It's special, it's limited, it's pretty neat, and it serves both businesses from a different angle. This is the angle that they are approaching things, right? Apparel and fashion, kitchen and cooking. And it's a great way to do that. You could both sell your product in each one of your, your stores, and it's a really simple way to bring two brands together. Super cool. Yeah, I really like that. Um, well, that's a great way to think outside the box to get people to your website. Um, let's focus now about the actual website. You've talked a little bit about the branding and the messaging, mm -hmm. and I, I have a feeling that's probably where you're going to go with this question, but what's something that would be maybe the most common mistake that people make? Um, so what what is something that maybe everyone believes about their website that you think is not true or, or something similar to that, or, or maybe most common mistakes that people make or something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can go back to what we originally talked about there, which is first, make sure it's all about your consumer, not your brand. So the messaging you're talking about there, uh, make sure it's all pointed towards how am I communicating in a way that's going to help, uh, sh that's showcasing, showing how I'm going to help my customers succeed in whatever the whatever they're dealing with in terms of the problems or uh, that they have as it relates to your product or service. That first and foremost. Second, um, I do think this is where so many people get stuck is the feature talk, the feature talk, the feature talk. It's like, man, I don't know what all this stuff means, but I, what I do care about is what that stuff does for me. So when you're talking about your product, when you're talking about your product, make sure you're talking about how it's going to make your life better and what key, the, the result the product's going to produce for you. That's number two. And then, I mean, gosh, there's just so much more you can get into it. But, uh, you know, I think I see this all the time with a lot of businesses is they start to get into vague language. They use jargon. They use language that maybe they use within kind of inside their their walls of their company. Industry talk. Their industry talk that, again, your customers don't understand that or they use really vague language and they're just saying like, you know, they just say stuff that <laughs> frankly uh, doesn't, how do I buy that? For example, I, gosh, this was an ad campaign I saw and I was like, man, I see this all the time, which is the slogan was something like innovation moves us forward. But that copy is on websites all the time. I don't know what that is. I can't buy innovation. What, like, what are we talking about here? And unfortunately, there's yeah. so many businesses that talk in a way like that on their websites and frankly, all their marketing collateral that it confuses the heck out of your customers. I don't know how to buy that. So get really specific in talking about and talking in a way that speaks to the result it's going to produce for your customers. Um, I mean, gosh, you could go on forever on that, but then you know, a couple other things I think would be really important for, for businesses to look at in terms of their websites is 
don't underestimate talking about how, uh, the problem your customers have. That is a huge thing you need to talk about because if you don't solve a problem for your customers, there's no reason for you to exist, right? So even are, with fashion, I mean, even like, you know, the world you come from, Nike, like what problem would you be solving even in, in a, a fashion example like that? Yeah, and like let's so on the simplest ways with Nike, in the athletic performance area, you're talking about the lack of performance you're going to have, right? There's a million different ways you can talk about that. You're going to, it's going to be harder to run. You're going to have more injuries. If it's apparel, uh, it's going to be sweaty and hot and uncomfortable. It's going to slow you down. It's going to chafe you. It's all those things, right? From a fashion sense, now it's kind of getting into more of status, right? So there's different ways you can talk about that. And it's a little, it's, it's a way more nuanced approach, right? And that's almost the way you need to start presenting your brand too, if, if that's where you're going. If you're going to be that cool high-end brand, that's a different positioning. But you also are still trying to get across that we're talking about, you know, this is limited. This is, this is special. It's for a higher consumer. And if you aren't wearing this, well, guess what? There's a problem. You're not going to be part of us too. So part of this, this uh, elite uh, sphere of, of uh, higher sophisticated consumers. But that's a problem for that person. Yeah, I mean, sad. they don't want to be left out when it comes to the newest, trendiest, you know, uh, whatever. Absolutely. And so that's, you know, you want to be a leader and a, a mover and shaker in your whatever it is, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, or, you know, whatever. I mean, how many big brands are pretty much built on status, like Rolex and stuff like that, right? It's yeah. all about, I'm part of an elite, um, pantheon of consumers and customers because I have a Rolex. So it's a status, right? So there's a different way to approach that. Uh, again, that way is much more nuanced. It's more difficult to approach that, but it is certainly a problem that you want to address as well too. Just have to be more thoughtful with yeah. your with your messaging around that really. And, and I think that even plays into maybe the boutiques and stuff like that. They might not be going for the highest end fashion right. deal, but for the urban mom who might visit a boutique or something like that, be the one that supports the shop local type of person or whatever that might be. I mean, yeah. that's what those people want to play into is, oh, I got this at the little local mom and pop deal in my town or whatever. You know, that's what that person wants to support. Yeah. And that's what they want to be like is the the shop local, um, you know, type of mom and whatever that means. Um, but I think that that's a, that's a great way to, uh, to put that. I, I totally agree. And, and just kind of when you're saying, talking about that, just makes me think a little bit more about this too, which is, uh, this is something you absolutely can use on your website, but can be just absolutely exploded across all your marketing, especially your social media is don't be afraid. It may be one of the best investments is get a good photographer, a local photographer to maybe once a month, once a quarter, spend a day shooting product, shooting your customers, shooting, you know, setting up your ideal customers, looking who people who are your customers, wearing your product and get some really great photo assets and video assets for your website and for your social media. And, you know, I feel like social media sometimes can be such a rat race and you got to kind of the hamster wheel. I got to keep on it, keep on it, man. There's, it's such an easy investment to go hire a really good photographer. They can spend a day and then you will have enough assets for a quarter worth of on your website and on your social media presence that really brings to life the brand you want to put out there, which is showing your customers, your consumers, 
wearing your product and that, you know, that feeling you want to give out to those customers you're trying to address. So Parker, we've talked about a whole host of different um, ways to get people to your website. Um, And I think that your website, especially for this conversation is the, that's the retail storefront of the e-commerce of the internet. But just like in retail, let's say you can put your um, storefront by an interstate. You can put your store in a small town where you know you'll get a lot of traffic. Yeah. You can put your storefront in a, a you know industrial part of town where you know that that's where a lot of people hang out or whatever it might be. But in the e-commerce space, in the website space, where do you think the current state of the internet is? You mentioned social media. You mentioned um, we've talked a little bit about Amazon, stuff like that. Where do you think the current state of the internet is for fashion, for clothes, for shoes, um, whatever that might be in the fashion industry? How do people, how are people shopping for fashion right now? Do you think it's just like a website? So it's from social media to a website. Do you think it's through Amazon third party? Do you think it's through um, Target, Walmart third party? You know, those type of things or what's, what's your take on it? I mean, you know, frankly, it's, it's anything and everything, right? I mean, I think the most important thing is for, for many businesses is figuring out what do I want to commit to and focus on, right? Is especially for smaller businesses or, or ones that are starting or really growing is where, where are you going to commit your resources and your time? Okay. It's going to be really hard until a certain point to be, I'm going to be an e-commerce, Amazon and a wholesaler too. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So it's maybe it's not all three, maybe it's two out of three, or maybe it's just one. So where do you want to focus your time and effort on? That's going to be really important. And hey, are you going to be, I mean, these are strategies you need to set up front too, which is, are we going to be a wholesale business where we're going to, we're going to drive our product through other people's stores, or are we going to own our own brand and and we're going to, it's going to be through our website and maybe through a select amount of stores that we own and operate. There's benefits and pros and cons to each one of those. But I mean, it's a really important decision to make because it's going to take more resources to do it yourself, but you're going to have way more control over your brand, which is ultimately a really important thing too. So, I mean, so there's this, there's been a huge shift over the last handful of years to direct to consumer brands that was super, super hot. Um, you know, obviously places like Bonobos, if you've heard of them really kind of drove that is, and then there's been a, a million other brands since. Um, but you've, you can see that several of them have had some major issues because it, when you start to get into a point where you really have to scale, it takes an, a lot of resources to do that. Um, but you know, at this, on the flip side, you can see that, boy, they really get much more control uh, over the brand that they're creating. So there's pros and cons to that. Um, but, you know, I think I've definitely seen more brands wanting to take a control over their their company and the image they do. But it's also easier now with the fact that you have the websites, you have your social medias, you can really help craft that look much easier for you than in the past. Yeah. Um, so I like to ask all of my guests this one question and it's always kind of a challenge, but if you had to boil down all of the knowledge that you have 11 years at Nike, your own, you know, marketing agency that you have now, um, 
all of the things that you know between those two experiences and boil it down to somebody that's maybe just starting out or they're plateaued in their business and they they need help and they need to take a, a some sort of trajectory or some sort of um, new thing that they can you know just take off their trajectory right. what would you say to that person that is that is plateaued or just starting out yeah i mean this is easy i've talked about it before <laughs> earlier this one and uh, it's something that we never, ever, ever stopped doing at Nike, which is obsess what your consumer wants and needs. So obsess your consumer. Dive into what do they want? What are they struggling with? What are they dealing with? How can I serve them? How can I better help them? If there is just no end to the amount of opportunities you will uncover if you obsess your consumer. So many people, so many brands, you know, frankly, they start making products or services that they want themselves. That's great if you happen to have a bunch of customers that think exactly like you, but many of us are making a wrong assumption that if I think this way, many other people must think the same way too. So it's not about you, it's all about your consumers. So focus on your consumers and what they need. I guarantee you will uncover problems or needs they have that are going unmet that can lead to new ideas for your business and ways to serve them or create products that will help them and to really scale your brand even faster. I mean, that's what we did all the time at Nike. That's what, uh, you know, I think all brands could and should do. And whether you're starting out, it's a great place to focus on, all right, what's a product I can create that can solve, address a problem uh, that people are having, or if you've plateaued, it's getting back into falling in love with your consumer and going, Hey, how can I better serve them? And I guarantee you'll uncover some opportunities to help you grow your business. Man, spot on. I um, echo everything that you said. I, I, uh, you've educated me on several different things in marketing, and I, I really appreciate you being on. Your and I do have to say, you know, a lot of people are not uh, necessarily practitioners of what they're preaching. And um, I did go to your website and looked around at a lot of things, and um, it is very easy to read. You do speak to the the person that you're trying to sell to and things like that. So um, I do have to give you props because a lot of marketing people don't uh, don't <laughs> take their own medicine. So uh, good. I'm glad I so passed that. Props, props be, to that. I'd be failing big time if I didn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's insane. A lot of people no, are like, I'm a social media manager or whatever. I'm like, I click on theirs. They got like 12 followers and they haven't posted in four years. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, what are you doing? So, I'm with this yeah. Dude. Yep. No, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you more in the future. Sounds great. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work. So I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.